being consistent is like you've made a verbal contract with your audience. You've made a verbal contract with your followers or subscribers. Tell them what this frequency is going to be. I'm going to post every other Sunday. All right. You've told them that. So post every other Sunday. That's the, the version of being consistent. All right. I'm going to share, do a live show every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Okay. Tell us what you're going to talk about. Because see, consistency means here are my next four live shows. Because that's the, that's the accountability hack to being consistent. Here's a flyer with my next four guests. I do that every single month. I put out a flyer with the four guests, not for advertising purposes, but to let my community know that there's at least four more shows coming at a minimum. That is that verbal contract you have with your audience being consistent. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, we get to speak with expert live stream coach and accomplished content creator, Kirk Nugent, who has reinvented how small businesses, entrepreneurs, and faith-based entities reach the world. Whether he's engaged in one-on-one -on -one training to help those who seek to grow their business, or he's captivating audiences through Amazon and CNN with his expertise as a product ambassador, Kirk's goal is to help organizations leverage innovation. As a host and producer of the show, How It All Works, he believes that corporations, no matter their size, should stop selling, start streaming, and let the clients come to you. Let's jump into this episode as we speak with Kirk Nugent. Kirk, thanks for coming on to the podcast, my friend. Man, it's, it's a privilege and honor to be here, man. Really. <laughs> Absolutely. The honor is all mine, man. I am I'm so honored to have you on the show. We, we met in person couple of months back at Social Media Marketing World. That's right. And we've been connected for a good number of years and we just haven't got the opportunity to, you know, come on this side of the conversation. That That is so true. And and this is what I love about in person is that it, it kind of, uh, 
you know, online is great. And I, I, I always, always want to hasten to add that thing in there that you, you can actually make real relationships online, yeah. but there's something about in person that accelerates that process. It does, so yeah. like, uh, now we have stories to share together. I won't share them here, <laughs> but we had to go get COVID tests in the middle of the night one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I mean, we, so now we have that common bond. And, and so that'll be a story that we can laugh and joke about exactly forever. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I love that kind of thing. And I'm, I'm excited again to be on this platform. I love what you're doing in this space. Thanks so much. And you're, you're right on the dot when you're, when we were meeting in person, for an extended period of time, three four days, yeah, you accelerate. Mm -hmm. But online, I've I've been meeting with a lot of people, and through during a pandemic, I've met a ton of people and spend a lot of hours together in Zoom rooms and talking about different things. And I got to meet them last week, like this past weekend, in person. Wow! And what's beautiful is that we had that foundation built. Yeah. Now that foundation solidified even more. I'm like, whoa, you're the same person that I met online. That's right. That's right. That is so good. That is so good. And as this is where, you know, so many people that I work with where we we have that that conversation around, yeah, but I mean, you know, online, I'm tired of online or <laughs> I, I you know, online isn't, you know, it's not as authentic. People can really be fake. And and so I'm always mindful that that is a possibility mm -hmm. but i i feel very blessed to, to know that in the space that i'm in a lot of the creators that i've met people that i've done collabs with people like you doc and several others they are the same person that that you meet and you yeah. joke and talk and laugh with online they are that same person in person in fact only more so because yes. there's you know there's there's so much communication that's nonverbal. so when you are in the same place together you can actually see that body language. You can see certain things and, and, and yeah. you just kind of learn that person even more. So yeah, good stuff, man. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely stuff. amazing stuff. So um, talking about online space and being able to create content and we have so many opportunities. We have so many uh, routes and channels to grow it. Let's hear a little bit about yourself, you know, how you got started in this space and this was not the space that you started in. No, either. not at all. Right. <laughs> no, so there's, right. there's a lot there and, and how that related yeah. to you being able to be your own authentic self online. Mm. That's something that a lot of people struggle with. Like, yeah. how do I be authentic? Authentic. Well, yeah, that's good. Right. So, so let's dig in. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, so, so first of all, let me just say for, for buddy, I'm Kirk Nugent, uh, I like to say it this way. I'm a former missionary and IT executive turned content creator and live video coach, right? There's a lot in that one little mm -hmm. sentence. I like to just kind of pack it all in there because you can tease out the other pieces. Oh, former missionary. Yes. Lived in South Africa for a number of years. Oh, former IT exec. Yes. CIO, CTO in both nonprofit, NGO, government and higher ed. So mm -hmm. got a lot of experience in the tech space. But in that tech space, I got a chance to um, manage the media team. So the broadcast teams at these different entities and organizations where I was leading, those teams fell under me. And so, you know, as they say, Janaid, I don't want to, I don't want to not understand the people who are working with me or yeah. who I am given charge to supervise. I wanted to really get in there and understand what it, so if I asked them for a video, what did it take to create that video? And that's, yeah. that's was the starting point. That was the launch point for me into content creation, 
um, in, in South Africa, I managed a team of about 12 or 13, and they were tasked with uh, creating content for a 24-hour channel, a mm. full-on TV station. So yeah. uh, that was interesting. And, and that's the time where I really started to do some things on my own. I started mm -hmm. two YouTube channels. One is the one that you know me for, youtube.com yeah. slash Kirk R. Nugent. And at the time I was doing fitness, I was about 30, 40 pounds heavier, and I was trying to lose that weight. So I was blogging my way through mm. um, a 90 day challenge by Shanti. Anybody knows Shanti? And oh, Shanti. Shout out to Shanti. Yeah, shout out to Shanti and the Beach Body <laughs> Program. But I did lose the weight. I put some back on. I will say that I have put some back on since that time, but I did lose the weight. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't my first foray into, you know, posting content on YouTube regularly. And then, of course, started another channel for devotionals. It was, it was really kind of a cool project that we were able to do. So, that those that was my origin story. Uh, yeah. It's kind of how I got started in the content creator space. But I it was wasn't until years later. I right? fast forward to the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I'm I'm working in higher ed, and many of many people don't know how hard hit um, higher ed was, especially those who were traditional. Right, no online. Um, the pandemic was a, com a collective, you know, scratching of the head where we're saying, okay, we. We actually have policies that say we don't teach these classes online. <laughs> That's insane. And so now <laughs> we have to teach them online. Mm. And uh, I mean, I, I there was so much things that was happening at the time, um, but it, it was a culmination of a number of experiences. One that we have, we don't have time for, but I decided, you know, finally, my wife and I had been setting up for me to step away from formal employment and do my own thing for a while, but this wasn't necessarily in that timeline, but we're accelerating that a little bit, but we definitely decided, you know what, this is going to be the time because I, I could not continue to stay in the position that I was in. So I decided leaving formal employment, getting into the content creator world full time, yeah. going to start a show, going to start doing content on YouTube, and then was going to start providing remote production services to clients. And those three things really just, just kind of exploded in ways that I really could not have, have ever planned or imagined. Mm -hmm. And um, I still feel like there's a lot of, you know, learn it in the morning and teach it in the evening kind of things going on. But yeah. it's been a great journey. And I've gotten a chance to meet phenomenal, uh, excellent people like you and so many others who have impacted my life in many ways. So that's just a little bit of background on me. Man, I love that. I absolutely love that origin story. And what really grabbed that at me was you started documenting your journey yeah of losing weight that's correct that's correct I, that's where it all starts just documenting any journey it it could be like for myself beekeeping or you know starting a youtube channel or losing weight yeah whatever it is it gives you an end and gives you kind of a purpose of what you're hey here's my purpose here's me going through that process absolutely absolutely yeah and, and, and there's i'm sure you learned so much through that journey alone uh, so much and you know so I, I i did that journey let's say anywhere from six to eight years before <laughs> i went into content creation full-time so yeah. i was learning things that i didn't even know i would need but i use all of that stuff now you know, so it's it's yeah. it's amazing to see how things come full circle. Um, I will also share that I am I'm, I'm 
project management certified and mm-hmm. scrum master. So I've got my CSM and PMP, neither of which I'm currently using in the formal sense, yeah. but I am using them from the perspective of creating systems and processes for my business, oh my God. for live streaming, all of that stuff comes back. You, you can see those skill sets coming back into play. Yeah. And so one of the things I like to say, Janae, is that, man, there is nothing that you will learn, no skill set that you will learn that would, was a waste of time. Absolutely. If nothing else, you know how not to do something <laughs> or <laughs> you know how to best do something because mm-hmm. you've done it multiple times over. I, I, I say to my mentees all the time and collect experiences, collect yeah. experiences, even if you have to collect them from someone else like me. Right. You don't have to experience everything for yourself in order yeah, to learn the lesson. To. Right. The, the wise person is going to learn from other people's mistakes, other people's experiences. But you yeah. can still collect those experiences as, as if they were your own, especially yeah. if they're people that you trust. So, yeah, man, that, 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 that's, again, a little more, a little bit more about me. Yeah, no, no that's fantastic. And, and the reason I brought it up is because I tell everybody, hey, get just get started. Yeah. Right. No matter what it is, just get started. Get yeah. the get the body in motion. Because when you are in motion, guess what? You're going places. You're making changes. You're on the fly. You're gonna be like, okay, this is not working. How is it gonna work better? And the example that uh, Albert Einstein, no, Thomas Alva Edison. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He knows six thousand ways it's not gonna work, or ten thousand ways <laughs> a bulb not is work. not gonna work. Right. But you have to have those failures yeah. and those learnings. I mean, failures are, are not just failures. They are learnings. Mm-hmm. You only learn from failures. And well, I mean, are- it's, 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 it's so interesting how you put that because, I mean, I think to a large extent, like, okay, get, let's just say peanut butter first example. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, George Washington Carver was trying to make something else. <laughs> so the peanut butter was the failure. You, you get my point is like, oh, so yeah. coming out of – you know, those are learning experiences and, and um, the person who has those experiences and can properly apply them. And I think this is, there's two, those are the two, uh, two places. And that's why I love YouTube because you don't just learn the, you know, step-by-step rudimentary, you know, monkey type, yeah. do this, do this, do this, do this, and get this result. You're also learning how to apply them, how to adapt them, given your situation, exactly. because we are human beings and have a mind. Yeah. So, you know, somebody says to you, Hey, Janae, what light should I get? Your response is not going to be this light, this brand, this lumens, this, you know, Mm -hmm. no, you're not going to say that. You're going to ask them some questions because it really does depend Mm -hmm. on all of the factors. What kind of room are you in? What are the colors you're going for? Um, Are you a black person, a white person, a Asian person or Hispanic? Your skin tone also determines that. There's so many components and factors that go into it. So yes, there is an answer. But the answer is dependent on the other details. And that is where the human experience is so uh, so necessary and it's so it's so critical because it isn't just a, a quick recipe like mix this stuff together mm-hmm. and you're going to get this great result. Yeah, My recipe and your recipe are going to be completely different. And that's what's so great about online. Again, know. you know, same for, for these these inventors, you know, Washington Carver with Edison. They they brought their lived experience to the table as they're looking to invent these things. So it's very much part and parcel of their story. And, and it wasn't necessarily, quote unquote, failure. It was just a part of their experience. No, 100 percent. And the same thing goes with uh, gen- the gentleman who is trying to create the most powerful adhesive ended up with sticky notes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. None of that. That is so good. Oh, my. 
Oh yeah. my God. So what has kept you motivated? So you, you said you went full-time creator mode mm -hmm. during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. What's keeping you motivated? You're, you're applying so many of the learnings, so many of the things that you learned over the years into this business that you're going in. What's keeping you motivated? How, how do you keep going? It, there's a, I'll, I, there's two, two parts. I, there's, I think everybody has, you know, internal motivation and external motivation and the yeah. internal motivation is the one that you can duplicate. That's the one you can take to the bank. Yeah. Um, external motivation. It, it's just, it, you know, by definition of the term, it comes and it goes. Yeah. And so I'll start with external and just say, you know, it is seeing lives impacted. It is seeing people get it. I love that aha moment, that light bulb, when you can see in their eyes, like, oh, and then you could do this. And then you start saying, yeah, yeah. I love that, that, that eureka, that, that whole experience that I go through with coaching clients, with people who are coming on the live show for, to ask Q&A and stuff like that. So I love that part. And that is absolutely external motivation. Mm -hmm. do, do I get that all of the time? No. And so the internal motivation is, uh, there is value that I know I have to offer and I don't, I know what it was like to not have this information myself. Yeah. And I think that, that, that is the, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly trying to help people figure out what, what is my topic? What should I use? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you, what is your pain points? What are the things that you were like, man, I wish I knew this. Mm -hmm. If that, if you have that statement, I wish I knew X, whatever X is, it's probably your content. And that one is a free one for anybody who's listening to the podcast. That's right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a free one. He's going to ask me about three things later. I'm going to give you three more, but that one mm -hmm. is a free one. If you want to figure out what your content is, it could, I'm not saying it, it is, it could possibly be rooted in the motivation to ensure that nobody else goes through what I went through. And that can be as small as I, I had no idea that you can actually click a button on your phone and record the whole screen. And that could be wildly, you know, useful yeah. Yeah. Uh, to something like, man, I wish I knew that I was dealing with postpartum depression after the birth of my child when I was dealing with it. And I want to show people how to understand the signs and, and it's everything in between, right? Yes. It could be something so small, like you said, sticky notes and something so massive, like overcoming addiction. Um, so whatever that thing is, like, I want to make sure that people like me who have the same question that I did are able to get that thing readily. And so that is the motivator for understanding the search engine optimization and, and doing the, you know, the, the different thumbnails, because I want to make sure that the person who has the question is inclined to click yeah. and get the answer. That is the motivation and that's internal. And that is, uh, it's fueled from my lived experience. It's, it's fueled from those passions and desires, those you know, cliff fall, those, 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 uh, as they say, hills and valleys, right? Some yes. victories that you've experienced, but some low, low lows that you've experienced and you don't want others to go through it. That is something we've talked about before. Janet is like that yeah. desire to see people win, to see others, uh, uh, benefited it is, is so powerful and it's so strong. And it's, it's such a, it's something that I know is a part of that success equation for most creators. Man, preach there, buddy. Preach, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're going to church today, brother. It's a, because it's true, right? You, you, when you really dig into something as small as you mentioned, right? As small as 
for 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 example, for myself, right? Beekeeping yeah. was that small thing. I was like, okay, how do you how do I do this? Well, this is how I learned and this is how I applied it. Mm-hmm. And you're just going through the motions. Yeah. And at times it's gonna be very hard. It's like I don't want to document like, this. It's so yeah. hard. It's so hard. Like, <laughs> but there are people that found that real that found that that'll find that experience that'll find that hardship relatable. Mm. That I I did a I did a video where I was like, Have you ever wanted this? Is I mean, literally, I started the video and, yeah. and I said this. And my first line is, You figured out ecam and the virtual camera and you have taken your stuff into zoom, but you can't get the audio back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I kind of outlined a couple of different scenarios where that had happened to me. And then I go into the solution, right? That's, that's how I formatted the video. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people who will comment saying, when you said this at the beginning of the video, <laughs> that was me. When you said, have you ever had this happen? I was raising both hands because I was in that scenario. And those are the kinds of people you want to find. Mm-hmm. You want to share that information with them. Listen, even with beekeeping, right? Some yeah. There's something that you've learned. It's like, man, but if you mix this this way, you'll have this result. And people are like, oh, man, I had no idea. You know, mm-hmm. how long do you want to go through the the old school way of learning some of this stuff yeah. uh, where you could get the cheat code. And that's what I, well, I call YouTube, the cheat code. Just you the know, cheat you code. Oh my God, right. Whatever, whatever you want to accelerate, you can accelerate it by just going on YouTube and hearing from other people's experiences uh, who've done it, done it all the wrong ways. And now they can tell you this is the right way. Mm-hmm. And um, that is, that is, that is wildly uh, beneficial for everybody that's watching. You know, I love what you said there because one of the things that that our teacher, our instructor for beekeeping told us was like a good beaker, a, a good beekeeper has a long list of don'ts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we have as, as live streamers, that's as right. podcasters, as creators. We have a long list of don'ts. That's correct. Right. And that, that don'ts help us be in that space of, this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people want to hear about the don'ts. They hear what they want to hear about what's not going to work. Yeah. To then relate to what actually is going to work. That's so good. Yeah, and I think there's a you know something to be said for the don't list in in terms of how did you put there's a story behind each don't that's on the list. Yes. Let me say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, you know, make sure you you wipe off your 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 webcam with one of these before you go live. Oh, how did you find that out? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> I did an entire live stream where nobody could see me properly because it was blur. There was a smudge, a thumbprint right on the top mm-hmm. of my laptop where that where that thing is. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, that happened to me too. And that is how you create an audience. Oh my yeah. god, I love that. Yeah. The don'ts, the don'ts have it. <laughs> The don'ts have it. <laughs> the don'ts have it. Oh my goodness, that is so good. And what's funny is that you you've got a t-shirt on that says "Don't stop." I can't see the bottom of it. It don't it don't stop because you're scared. because you're because you're uh, scared. Don't stop because you're scared. It says "Don't stop because you're scared." I'll I'll get up there a little bit. Don't stop you because go. you're scared. Um, and it yeah, there's a a good friend of mine, Pierre Quinn, who wrote a book called "Leading While Green." Right, how emer- emerging leaders ripen into 
established leaders. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's that same concept that we're talking about is like, you may be called to lead before you know everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and that's what I meant when I said earlier, I learned something in the morning and I teach it in the evening. Right? Yeah. So, it's, so it's not, sometimes not even the next week, it's literally the same day. It's the same day. So, you know, that, that's, that's literally what, what YouTube and content creation is like at times. My, my sister, who is a, 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 a Baltimore County uh, public school teacher, my mm-hmm. sister, who is a Baltimore County public school teacher, says to yeah. me that you're, you're basically a teacher, Kirk. You're on YouTube, but you're, you're basically a teacher. Yeah. You do the same thing as me. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It is. It is amazing. And, and we need a lot of teachers. We do. I mean, there's there's 1.9 billion people on <laughs> YouTube consuming content. Yeah. Right? So if you have something to teach, guess what? There are people uh, waiting to learn from you. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, and when you say there's competition, guess what? There is no such thing because there's only one Kirk Nugent, okay? That's it. There might be more, but there's only one Kirk Nugent who has a YouTube channel, who's talking about Ecamm, who's That's talking right. about StreamYard, who's That's talking right. about Life? There's no other one doing that same thing, right? So there's no competition. There's abundance. Abundance. Of people. And that is the mindset to have. Not competition. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely abundance. And and this is the, you know, one and one of the great differentiators is going to be are you passionate about it? Because I'll tell you what, it's not, it's not as glamorous. Um, Mm -hmm. I did, I get a chance to to go to school systems since I have a background in higher ed. I I still work with a number of K-12 schools. And do you know, you want to know what the number one declared profession is for Mm -hmm. the average uh, seventh and eighth grader? No. YouTuber. Oh yes. Number one. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I try to give them a healthy dose of reality. You know, YouTube, do not think that YouTube is the easy route. You know, <laughs> uh, YouTube is, is still a job. It's still a very structured yeah. uh, methodology. You, you have you have things you need to uh, adhere mm-hmm. to, right? Rules and yeah. regulations. You have a boss, which is yeah. the content monster. You got to feed it every exactly. single day or if not every, if not every day, every week at least. So you know, it there's a whole lot to go with that as well. You, you, you're absolutely right. And if we could... Have synonyms to next to YouTube. Mm-hmm. YouTuber equals teacher. YouTube That's good. equals That's good. A creator. YouTube equals mm-hmm. uh, an artist. Because yeah. no matter all of these things, you're either teaching, you're either entertaining, you're either experimenting, you're creating something that has value. And that's what you want to deliver. If Absolutely. you're bringing value, if you bring entertainment, if you're bringing something authentic, and I know that word is overused, but it's so needed because there are new people entering this world yeah. every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's no shortage and there's there's more and more people. So it, once you realize that the metrics don't matter. Exactly. Yeah. What matters it's, is the community that you build, right, that the community right. you become part of. You know, I'll just say this and then we'll move on because I know we have one, at least one or two other things we, to get to before yeah. we close it out. But there, I find it interesting that the Smithsonian, which most people are familiar with, what the Smithsonian is and what they do is uh, in conversation with Google about YouTube, right? Because YouTube is in, its, in and of itself its own archive. Yeah. It is, it is its own Smithsonian. 
That's true. Uh, and so now you kind of have, you're at a space where if we lose some of this content, we lose historical artifacts. Seriously. So true. And, and so, so true. you're, you're part of an entire engine um, when you decide to become a YouTuber. And it's just a little more than yeah. content creation. It's a little more, I mean, everybody that created content throughout the pandemic, 20 years from now, that content is going to be solid gold. That's right. It's you know, historical it's like, evidence of what yeah. actually happened. Perfect. Yeah. Pandemic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did not think of it from that perspective and it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, even just small things. I mean, like uh, what, what did a cell phone used to look like? I mm -hmm. mean, you can go on YouTube and pull up that, the Nokia joint that That's we right. probably both had. I mean, it's just, there's so much that it, we, you know, time feels like it's going slow and yeah. in other instances it feels like it's going fast. But when I think back to you know, like somebody posted yesterday that 1997 was 25 years ago, I was very upset with that post because that was my freshman year of college. And I was like, <laughs> what in the world? Why did you share that? Why did you share that? Like somebody mm -hmm. who was born into 1997 is actually 25 years old. Yeah. How is that possible? And, and so, you know, and I'm certain that that's the same similar scenario for somebody else, but this is yeah. what what because and, and to be clear youtube hadn't even started in 1997 that's right it didn't so 20, you see years. that's that is it's just that it's that much rapid change yeah and um um we we have to we have to be i guess ahead of the curve there's so many different things that i, you gotta, I think you gotta stay ahead of the curve you gotta absolutely. stay current because we've already been hearing we've already been hearing the term nft yeah blockchain Train, web yeah. 3.0 yeah all of that is going to be in daily use 10, 20, 15, you know, years yeah. from now. Easily. Our kids are going to be like, oh, here's uh, here's uh, five bucks for blah, 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 five credits or <laughs> five credits. just tap, you know, tap, tap my watch over here or something. It's, it's done. <laughs> oh, my. And we, it's, it's, cool, a, it's a whole world that's coming. It's a whole man. new world. And what's cool is that we've seen that world right. in movies. We have. And, and we've seen the pattern repeated, like our parents' generation yeah. and then our generation and what yeah. we're currently experiencing in the, in, the, in the current moment. And then we can see this, 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 this thing coming around the corner. I would say that to, to, to parents who are like, oh my God, I have no idea. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, it is, this is very much something that you need to invest in for your children's sake. Yes. I, don't, I, I don't know for sure that it's going to be a massive, massive thing for our generation, but it will definitely affect, you know, as affect the world stage yeah. as we are just taking our seats, if you will. We're deciding exactly. to go ahead and chill and, and retire. But man, you know, some of those things are uh, daunting, but mindset really is, is the perspective, those perspectives that you hold that will enable you to take advantage of any situation or be yeah. afraid of any situation. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Fill in the blank, Web 3.0, NFT, blockchain, Bitcoin, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. If mm -hmm. you see things from an opportunity standpoint, you will see opportunities here. If you see things 100%. from a, this is a disadvantage, this is a problem, then you will see uh, problems as these things come on the horizon, as they become yeah. more prevalent, as they, more people start talking about them. So that mindset shift is going to be critical. It is. And I was, well. I was listening to this book the other day and she mentioned the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. What is the law of attraction? The law of attraction is whatever you think about, you're going to attract to yourself. To yourself. 
<laughs> so you think about abundance, guess what? Abundance will be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. So that's where we want to go. Absolutely. You know, think of abundance. Absolutely. Dude, it's been so amazing talking to you about your journey, yeah. your motivations, where the world is heading and how easy it is to create content, document our journey and yeah. build our audience. But before we go into the, uh, after we come back from the break, we're going to have Kirk share three hacks to take away. So we'll be right back. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Welcome back, guys. If you have been listening, we've been talking with Kirk R. Nugent. He's an amazing fellow streamer, fellow creator, fellow human being. And we got we had the op- excellent opportunity to hang out back in March at Social Media Marketing World. Absolutely. And in fact, we're going back next That's year. Right. So That's please, right. <laughs> if you're interested, uh, you know, drop each of us a comment and on how to get a ticket to Social Media Marketing World. But Take it away, Kirk. The three hacks to take away. I I love that. I love that you asked for three hacks because I I have distilled down a lot of my core idea around building an audience, around success in content creation. Whether you're a minister, whether you're a small business, whether you're an entrepreneur, um, to these three things, and these are these are three things you need to ask yourself for every piece of content you you're putting out there. Whether it's a quote meme, mm-hmm. whether it's an audiogram whether it is a video, whether it's a live show, it doesn't matter what it is. The number one thing is you want to answer a question. Answer a question. I want to just repeat that one more time for oh you. because This is the biggest piece um, because you're answering the question frame. So how you do the title, how you do the thumbnail, what search engine optimization, how you frame your, your description, answering mm-hmm. a question. People are searching and when they search, they search in the format of, how do I do this? Or how do I do that? They're searching in the format of a question. And so all you're doing by answering a question is you're essentially giving the algorithm all that it needs to be able to make your content successful. That's the first thing. And, and, and on the flip side of that, answering the question piece, um, it, it means that you are keeping in mind the person who's going to watch this content. Mm-hmm. That has to be at Paramount. It has to be at the top of your, your, your priority list answering their question and the easiest question to answer is the question that you had have had for yourself and we've talked about that in the show today yeah uh, number two 
And this is, you know, I would say the the non-sexy one, right? Answering the question is the, oh yeah, that's the big one. But the non-sexy yeah. is just as important. And that is be consistent. Being consistent is like, you've made a verbal contract with your audience. You've made a verbal contract with your followers or subscribers. Tell them what this frequency is going to be. I'm going to post every other Sunday. All right. You've told them that. So post every other Sunday. That's the, the version of being consistent. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share, do a live show every Wednesday at 6 PM. Okay. Tell us what you're going to talk about. Yeah. Cause see consistency means here are my next four live shows. Cause that's the, that's the accountability hack to oh, being wow. consistent. Yeah. Here's a flyer with my next four guests. I do that every single month. I put out a flyer <laughs> with the four guests, not for advertising purposes, yeah. but to let my community know that there's at least four more shows coming at a minimum. Mm -hmm. That is that verbal contract you have with your audience being consistent. That's one side of being consistent. But if you flip that thing around real quick, the other side of being consistent is we can't talk about finance today and underwater basket weaving tomorrow, right? Being consistent yes. means I subscribed for this. And so now when I come back and you're talking about this other thing, even though you may have wild expertise in this area, I didn't subscribe for that. Mm -hmm. I subscribed for this. Yeah. So being consistent is this two-headed monster where you're being consistent from the perspective of that verbal contract. This is the frequency, how I'm going to post, what you can expect. But then also, this is the content. This is the area of expertise that I know I have to offer where I can answer the most of your questions. So they kind of stack and build on one another. The third one, the final one, the hardest one, <laughs> it's, it's being vulnerable. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's being vulnerable. And, you know, people like to use the term authentic because authentic is something that everybody can get behind. They can support mm -hmm. it. They can, you know what I mean? Authentic. Yeah. I'm authentic. You know, it's like that's that's something you could really sh shout from the hilltops. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability means I don't really have it all together. Vulnerability by its very phrasing is actually negative. And so what I like to do with folks is I like to try and help them rephrase it. Um, and so I'll ask you this question, Janae, if you've ever been on in, let's say in the Ecamm community, which is where we met, mm -hmm. you'll see somebody post a question, hey, I'm having trouble with X, Y, Z. I need somebody to give me some assistance so I yeah. can fix X, Y, Z. This is a very common post, not just in the Ecamm community, but you'll find these kind of posts all over. Yeah. Social media, anywhere. And what you'll see happening is this, this very odd phenomena of somebody will put a dot, 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 or they'll put a star, or they'll put a finger that's pointing up, mm -hmm. or they'll put following. Now, why would somebody put following on a post where the person is asking a question? Yeah. I've asked the question. I'm not asking you to follow. I'm right. asking you to, for the answer to this question. Yeah. And the reason why they're doing that is because they know that this person has created a space for us to get the answer to this question. Yeah. And every person that puts the dot, 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 or the star, or the finger, or the following, they're saying, I have that question too. Yeah. I'm just not brave enough. So you have been brave enough to be vulnerable enough yeah. to ask your question. And in so doing, guess what? You now have people following you. People think that content creation is about me having the answers and that everybody come. No, content creation is about creating a space where we can get the art questions answered. Amen. I may not have all the answers and I want to free somebody up out there. Like, I don't really know enough to really get, get on there and do something live. No, 
you're not the expert. Right. You are holding space for us to have our questions answered. Yeah. And being vulnerable means saying, hey, my camera fell over last week <laughs> during my live show. <laughs> or my kid ran into the room while yeah. I was on with CNN and he mm -hmm. had on no, no pamper. Right. So these are some of the this is what being vulnerable is about on yeah. that perspective. And then the last perspective, I know we're way over our time, Janaid, is <laughs> is being vulnerable from a topic standpoint. I mean, uh, if you have a struggle with uh, your mental health, with your, your, your body image, with OCD, like I do, or mm -hmm. people pleasing, these are the topics that will blow you up. Oh my God. Those are the ones. It's the you, relatable, thing. real stuff. People like, Oh, I have that problem. Have thank that. you for asking thank you. it. Thank you. I didn't for have the heart, you know, it gives them permission to I mean, yep. you're giving them permission to say, oh, okay, I'm coming and following because <laughs> I, I want to know what I wanna know the answer is. Yeah. I, I want to be here when the answer is given. Yeah. And and, and this, these are the things that, um, you know, people want to shy away. They want to do stuff that is more technical and things that are, you know, that do not on their surface have a negative connotation. But I will tell you the channels that are, that are soaring, the folks who were like, I was $200,000 in debt and I'm right now, I am totally debt free. Let me tell you how. Yeah. The vulnerability component of, of that is that they were willing to share with you that there were $200,000 in debt. 90% of the people watching your video are probably $200,000 in debt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody's willing to say it. The vulnerability piece so is true. critical, critical to success. And if your yeah. video, right, not just your channel, your overall strategy, I'm saying each individual piece of content, if it doesn't have a piece of vulnerability in there, you're missing an opportunity because that's the, oh the, as they say, it calls out to, it calls out to one another. It's like, that's what resonates with me. When, mm -hmm. when I like, I, I, I'm trying my best to, to stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, keep going. We got, so, we got six more questions to ask you and, Oh, wow. In good. a form of fun, the fun connection. Okay, one, good, yeah. good, good, good. No, I, I was just going to say, I, there are so many things that I follow on yeah. YouTube and it's not because the, this person is the best at it, but it's something that I heard or there's something that I, that was said, there's something that was shared that I resonate with that, that spoke deep to my, my entire being yeah. that I was like, ah, this guy, he cuts grass. And for me, I just, I don't know, something mental about the mm -hmm. lines in the grass that I just love. So I watched those videos, but this one guy in particular, he cuts grass for people who could not otherwise get their grass mm -hmm. cut. And something about that giving spirit resonates with me. And he begins talking about, well, I made this money on this thing over here. So I'm going to actually go and see if I can find somebody. And all of that entire thing, it's mm. him sharing from a very real and behind the veil space, right? Stuff that we don't normally hear. Yeah. The unpolished, that's what resonates with me. And, and I just want to pose that for anybody that's out there that's listening. That's It's like, what in the world is he talking about? Answer a question, y'all. Yeah. Be consistent both sides of consistency. Yeah. And if you are bold enough to put some of yourself in your content vulnerably, you're going to blow up. That's right. Yeah. Man, I love I love all of that because that that is the light that I saw when I started mm. my journey, right? I was like, "Oh, people want to relate people want to Yeah, it's never going to be perfect." No. Right, you'll Never get there eventually. 
It'll get better. It'll get better eventually. Yeah. 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 It's never going to be perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Human beings are not meant to be perfect. Perfect. Okay. We are born of clay, right? We're That's created it. from oh. clay, which is not perfect. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and to be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. people don't resonate with perfect. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They'll, they'll look for the best whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But you go you don't go look for what's the perfect vacuum cleaner. You look for the, for best, the best one. That's correct. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. All <laughs> right, man. So it's been so much fun like diving in deep into that mindset of doing the hard stuff, sticking mm-hmm. to the concept, sticking to one topic at a time. And once you grow from that topic, you can add additional planets to your solar system. That's it. But you got to start with one planet on your solar system. You do. Keep adding to it. That's good. All right, let's jump into the fun. Come on. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Okay, the one hobby that I wish I got into would be photography. Like really into it. I, I mean, I I I'm more of a I'm I'm not. I do some photos now, but I'm yeah. not a photographer in any stretch of the imagination. So I really wish I'd gotten into that. And a a a, a hobby that I wish I had stayed with would be piano. Mm. I wish I had stayed with piano. I, I my, my 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 mom is probably going to watch this if I send her the link, and she's going to be like, "Yes, I told you, you should have stayed with it." <laughs> I really wish I'd stayed with piano. Yeah. Nice. I've I've heard a lot of. Uh... A lot of the piano things as well because it it kind of gives you a there's something about a piano yes right Agreed. it's got the rhythm and yeah. the beat the beat right it's got the combination yeah but next question what did you want to be when you were a child i wanted to be an aerospace engineer Ooh. <laughs> An I do, aerospace I, engineer, not just a pilot. No. An aerospace engineer. Tell I wanted us to be more. an aerospace engineer and I wanted to work at NASA and I wanted to do all of the things. Um I I didn't I never I never how do I say this now? I didn't never achieve that goal because I'm mm-hmm. I'm not an aerospace engineer. Mm-hmm. But I did do computer engineering technology in my for my bachelor's degree and my first real job. I had a different one, but my first real job out of college was at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center in Maryland. So dude, check it's, that out. It's, it's amazing how that all came together. But yes, I wanted to be an aerospace engineer. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, we know. And then I currently very... live in Huntsville where there's another NASA. So that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother one. Oh my God. <laughs> check it out. We're, we're close to NASA. Well, we do know a very special NASA engineer that creates some amazing content for all of us, Mark Grover. That's right. He's amazing. Amazing. And I amazing. love what he says, right? He says that every video that he creates is for the people who've never seen his channel before. Wow. That's good. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fathom it. That's, there's a lot more there than, yeah. than, than, than the words that are being said on the surface. So, yeah, wow. Absolutely. All right, next one. What is your favorite movie or TV show? I am a huge fan of The Amazing Race because I love travel. I, I mean, when I say huge, like mm-hmm. it's probably, it's not even the 
it's just underrated. My my family and I, we we love travel. That's that's what caused us to go and live as missionaries for five years in South mm. Africa. We've been to all kinds of places all over the globe. So I love travel, and um, um, I'm a, I was able to do a lot of travel um, in the early part of my my career and my my marriage. Uh, not so much travel these days, but yeah, definitely love travel. So Amazing Race, one of my favorites. Nice. I've never seen any of the Amazing Race, and I see they have 33 seasons. That's freaking insane. Insane. It's it's that good a show. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Absolutely, you should. Next question is around, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Um, This is an unfair one because <laughs> I did do uh, my master's, the master's program I was working on is, was in cinema, religion, and worldview. And so mm. I had to write a number of scripts for movies. And there's one in particular that I wrote. It was a concept that I've, I've always had. And it's mm. a, that, that is a, a, a role I would love to play. It's about, it's, uh, it's, it's about an insurance agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, so it's, it's about coverage. Okay. making sure that the clients or the people are covered. Um, and so this is a play on terms mm-hmm. because the insurance agents are angels and the clients are human beings and the coverage is what God does for us. So, nice. um, yeah. So the policy lapse is like, you know, this break. Oh man, it's, there's so many con- concepts that we, we were, so I, I, that's a, it immediately came to mind as soon as he said, what role would you want to play? I'm like, that's yeah. the role I would want to play. And I know somebody's going to listen to this and be like, Kirk, you need to make that movie. I know, I know, trust me. I'm, I'm, I need to make that movie. Let's make it. We, I'm sure we can make it happen. I've, I've got some. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's we're do gonna it. make it happen. I mean, I've talked to a bunch of producers. We know a lot of, yeah, creators and and uh, my friend um, at Squire in Colorado is like he he wants to do a documentary and he wanted to travel mm. and somebody told him wait you have a studio you could probably record everything that you need to say in your studio and then add B roll B roll as to, you travel because like, because right. you know it's it's all it's all in our hand and, and there's so much stock footage that we can also layover from yeah that's good that's good (laughs) awesome all right (laughs) next question (laughs) who's your favorite superhero um that's an interesting one i don't know that i have one um Mm. i i i guess if i were to gravitate towards one it would be iron man Mm -hmm. because he didn't really have any other superpower but his brain yeah and I, I feel like in a way, a lot of us are Iron Man. Yeah. You know, um, I, I often say this in my faith-based spaces that we didn't, we, God did not give us the, the, the power of the lion or the speed of the cheetah or the weight of the elephant. He gave mm-hmm. us a brain. Yeah. And with that brain, we're able to control everything. Amen. So, yeah. I love it. Last question. <laughs> if you were a board game... What would it be? Oh, uh, man, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I, I, I would be a, uh, I'm trying to think of a, 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 a lookalike. Um, 
board game lookalike that. So the the reason why I'm at looking for a board game lookalike is because my wife and I are actually working on a board game. Nice. <laughs> Check it out. So Love it. I have no idea where that thing is gone because the logo is on one of these squares behind me. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a prompt game. So mm-hmm. it's called Preach That. And so you you get this prompt, you turn over the card, you get the prompt, and it'll be one little concept or idea or phrase. And yeah. you've got to be able to share, preach that or speak that to um, whoever else is playing the game with you. But I, I love that. I love that concept and idea. We have a mock-up of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something I always say this to, to my, my, my followers on my channel. Yeah. My love language is questions. <laughs> mm. Ask me questions and I come alive. Right. So I love that. I, I love that that space of, you know, anything, any board game that, that allows me to really dig deep quickly and yeah. answer a question. It's great. This is another reason why I did like a podcast tour uh, two years ago. I don't know if I've ever told you about this, Junaid, mm-hmm. uh, 52 podcasts in, in one year, nice. uh, 50 being, being a guest on 52 podcasts in one year. And, and why did I do that? Because the podcast host is going to ask me a question. Oh, I, I love, love that. Questions. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, this past weekend, when we went, we met. We uh, one of the one of the people brought this deck of cards mm. called Icebreaker Deep Talk Questions. Yes, very similar. And the questions were very like they immediately took it took you to go deep Boom. dive, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like wow. And the answers were so. Yeah, it's it's amazing. No 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 chit chat anymore, right? It's all deep talk. And mm-hmm. I remember reading this book about how we have so little time on this planet Earth to be talking about nothing. Mm. That's good, right? So little time. And <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so good. I just saw somebody's post where they said. You know, on uh, on tombstones, do you have the people's names? Then you have the beginning date, a dash, when their birth date, their dash, mm-hmm. and their date of death. Mm-hmm. Guess what the dash represents? The entire life. Their entire life. My God. <laughs> so that's how short our lives are. So wow. if you're not doing that, fulfilling you. Get out there and do something. Get out man. there and do something. <laughs> that is good. Oh I, man, I, Kirk. I almost feel like I need to write that one down as well. <laughs> that well, one Kirk, was good. It's yeah. it's it's because we have this conversation that we're able to go deep, right? We're able to pull this. And not only that, when we when we take information in from the books to read, them, the posts to read, from the other people conversations that we're having. And we're able mm. to compile that information together to form a concept. And it, that only comes from practice. That only comes when you really want yourself to grow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I found myself going down that path in the past two, three years that I've been doing the podcast and talking to people. And it's just. Yeah. That's good. It's exhilarating. That's the, the, and these are the types of conversations I love. You know, they're, yes. they're really meaningful. They cause you to think. And, you know, there, there's something about, of course, and, you know, we were both live streamers. We love live video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this is a form of it, even though it's live to tape. But there's something to be said for 
things that are said in the moment. Yeah. Because of all of the things in the conversation that lead you to share this one particular thing. Yeah. And so you, you'll share things that you've never shared before mm-hmm. in a way you've never shared it before because it's in that moment of, yeah. of the thought. So I love that as well. Quantum entanglement, man. That's, that's what's happening here. <laughs> Quantum entanglement. I love it. <laughs> oh, my. Well, Kirk, I appreciate you, your time, your energy, your wisdom for sharing your story, your journey. Uh, where can my audience find you? I think I mentioned. Yeah. KirkRNugent.com. KirkRNugent.com is, is, is our headquarters on the World Wide Web. That's where all of our stuff is. Um, a lot of the resources that we have. That's where you can contact me as well. Um, you, my YouTube channel is on there as well. So KirkRNugent.com is kind of a one-stop shop for all things uh, Kirk Nugent. So definitely. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you again, Kirk, for coming on the show. We'll see you in the next one. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.